Starting down Chaf, or story, uh, about eight oh. lines up, two, four, six, I would say, eight, ten, ten lines up, bottom of Yud Tassam base. start with the famous story, Tan Rabbonon. Pamachas, it was one time, Alu Kol Yisrael, the Regal, all Kha Yisrael was going up to be Ola Regal, Yerushalayim, but the Hele, Mayim, they didn't have any water. Halach, Nachtim Ben Gurion, Nachtim Ben Gurion went, Eitzel Adon Echad, he went to one guy who he knew had uh, water. Amar Loi, he said to him, Halveni Shtem Esrei Mayanois. Lend me, meaning let me use your 12 mayanois, okay, s- springs. Um, I guess even though they were springs, they did not have, <coughs> they weren't producing water on their own. Like, we'll see, they were filled. Or maybe some say that we can call it a mayan, even though it, it, it obviously needed to be, we'll see from the story, it needed, needed to get rain, but still, um, because they were filled up, so we call them a mayan, right? It was a water source. Um, but either way, so this guy had 12 mayonis mayim. He had 12, uh, you know, water things, to enough uh, water pits, enough to, um, <clears throat> to make sure that Kalyisrael, the being oil regal, had enough to drink. Vani, so he said, give them to me for the And I guarantee you they'll get refilled. Okay? Meaning I'll give you how. He's not giving him anything. It's gonna, you know, it's, I guarantee you that it'll, that, that it'll get refilled by rainwater. And if it doesn't, I'm going to give you 12 talents of silver, a tremendous amount of money. The And they said there's a certain date. Okay? And uh, that's, when, that's when they will get filled up by. Okay, deal. Right? So it basically, it... it, it to, to the guy, it, it was the same thing as essentially a bet, right? That's what happened. So he's like, it's not going to cost Nakdimin anything, but they're basically betting on the futures, the water futures, right? And he said, now he needed the water, so he's like, fine, I'll give them to you, and then I'm taking a gamble over here. Um, if the water comes back, so I didn't lose anything, right? I had full water pits, I'm going to have full water pits, and if it doesn't, I'll make a lot of money. 12 talents is a tremendous amount of money. Was so, he allowed to make a bet? No, the, the, the owner wasn't Jewish. No, I mean, the, the borrower. Yeah, we'll see. The Tana knew that he could bring the water. That's why. Nakdimen knew that he could bring the water. And we'll, we're going to see this story throughout the next couple of bots. We're going to have all these stories where certain, you know, the, he knew he was, he knew he had that. Now, the question was, you know, he, would, he, would, he knew with the Kayach that he could bring it. We'll see. Yeah, fine. So, the guy woke up in the morning. Okay, and the guy looked, the guy looks, he says, my bet's coming through pretty well. Okay, so far rain hasn't come. It's the morning of the day where it's due. Today's the due date. So, so he sent him, so he sent to the, to Nakdimen, he said, give me either, <laughs> it hasn't rained, so either give me, give me water or, okay, or give me the 12 talents of silver. Don't worry, I still have time. The day, this is my day. Okay, it's already the afternoon time. Still got time. It's only the afternoon. time is the day. So the guy who right who had the, who had the water was kind of making fun of him. He was he was mocking him. The whole year, there's been no rain. Now you think rain's going to come. Okay, now the guy, 
And this could be that it was, it was in the spirit of being lig-leg, right? Of like putting it in his face. Where did he go? They're in the middle of a drought, right? That's what's happening over here. And he owes him water. Where does the guy go? To the base of Merchatz. He goes to go chill in the water. Like, I'm good here. Okay, so the Adon, right, the, the owner of the water pits went to the Beis HaMerchatz, he went to Beis HaMikdash, because it was sadness, he, he covered himself with a talus, didn't do this for my own honor, for you, right, to make sure that people can come be oven, Okay, the skies became cloudy. Twelve plus, okay, overfilled the, right, they had water, must have had water. It must be, based on what we're saying here, is that there was a line in the water pit that he borrowed it, okay, they were, I don't know, let's say 80% full. And um, he said, I'll, I'll get it back to you at that line. That's, I'm guaranteeing how much rain is going to fall. And we see here what happened, there was extra it was extra water. Okay, the Adain, uh, so he, he finished with his, uh, right, he had his uh, Schwitz. Okay, he went to Beis HaMerchatz. He was all good. So Nakdimim was coming. They ran into each other. So what did Nakdimim say? tell him? He said, hey, now you owe me money. I gave you back pits with more water than what you gave me. So See this concept. Hirish is like a lushan of like uh, agitate. He accepted. He 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 made an ex, like an exception. Okay, he went outside of we discussed it before that this process, right? We discussed it in the beginning when we talked about Shluchim, that there's Kimamaftechis, Shluchim, that there's certain orders of nature. Akadosh Baruch Hu went outside the order of nature to bring you water. I still have it, I still have a complaint against you. that I can Go, I can get the money out of you. Why? Okay, that the water, already the pits had returned to me because the time to pay the loan was completed. It was past the due date. Therefore, the pits returned to me empty. And yes, it rained afterwards, but the rain came when it was back in my my, my, my possession, my responsibility. So what did he do? He went back to the base of Mikdash. Did not demon. Okay, he again wrapped himself in a talus. Please make it known that that there are certain people that you know that there are certain people that you love, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Right? Do a, do a nice nace. Okay, the oven went away and the sun shone. Okay, so now and we'll see. The Marsha explains that what happened over here. We're going to see this because we're We're saying the We're going to say this in a second over here, and he's going to be one of a few instances in history where it happened. So what happened was it got cloudy, okay, and the sun the sun was setting, but and then he kept it in its place. The Kaddish kept the sun in its place, and then the clouds went away. So the the sun was now seen, okay. Um, but now since the sun was setting and then it got cloudy, so the guy figured right and Alpider Chateva. Okay, if it was already set, it was ready setting, right? It was it was it was shkia time. The sun was so you know we're talking about an hour later, so he knows. Okay, it's already sorry, it's already nighttime. The rain came and all that, and then the clouds. Really, what a kaddish prophet did was held the sun there. Okay, 
Okay, so he said, you know, if if the son had not uh, d- delayed, stayed, right? In the Kadra is a lashon of nakder, is a lashon actually of poking through. So had the son not poked through, okay? I could have gotten the money out of you. His name was Buni. Because the son poked through because of him. Okay? For three, okay, so we said, Lushan is, like I said, Nekadra, and, and Taisa says this, we had this in Erevin, okay, we drill through. Uh, certain harm, depending on how the distance are, we want to measure tchum. But so it's, it sounds like it's a lashon of poke through. But really, what's happening over here is the sun. It was like a delayed set. It stayed in its place. Okay, poke through because it was kept in its place. So it's still the sun poke. The sunlight poke through because it was delayed. The sunset was delayed and it stayed in its place. So now There were three that the sun. Okay, we said in the Kadma, right? It got delayed or poked through because of them. Moshev Yeshua and Akdim Ben Gurion, Bishlam and Akdim Ben Gurion. So Gemara, that was just our Gemara. That's our story. Yeshua Nami Kra. The pasuk says the Chesed Vayidaim Hashemesh Vyarech Vyarech Amad. Okay, so that this the the Shemesh was still, meaning it didn't set, even though it should have um, it should have continued to set. Ela Moshe Minalon Am Rebbe So where do we know that the sun stayed still for Moshe? Am Rebbe Lazar Asya. Achel, achel. So we're going to learn Xer Sheva, Achel, Achel, Ksiv Hacha, by Moshe. It says, Achel, Tes Pachtacha. Okay, I began to put my fear on the nations. How? By, by manipulating the sun, right? So, Uchsiv Hasam, Achel, Godlacha. Okay, to Yeshua, where it said Achel. So by Yeshua, it says Achel. What, we know what happened by Yeshua. The sun stayed up. That was the way he showed his fear onto the nations that they were able to be Mishana the Teva. Okay, so to when it says Achel by Moshe, it refers to that Achel, the same fear um, by Yeshua, which is that he was able to um, keep the sun shining. Amar Asya taste taste. He doesn't learn it from Achel Achel, but rather taste taste. It says Ksiv Hacha Achel taste Pachtacho Ksiv Hasam Biyam taste Hashem Esam Moiri. Again, we see this concept of when we went to go battle the foreign nations, taste Achel taste Pachtacha. That it's from the, the it's Xer Shabbat Yeshua where it said taste. That was what he used, that Lashon, what he used to fight, which was again the delayed um, sunset. We learn it from the Pasuk itself. The Pasuk says, You don't have to come on to Xer Shabbat from Moshe to Yeshua, but rather, okay, you can learn it straight from the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, What must this be referring to? It says, They trembled and they were afraid. Because of you, Moshe, what, what causes fear? Right, everything else they could have seen. Right? Why all of a sudden did the enemies go, like, go crazy? They, they, they were quite used to warfare. So they, they came and they, they had their spears and they had their swords. And so they, we've seen it all before. Now they beat them fine. But like, it was, what is the achel taste, right? What's this, oh my gosh, put the fear of God into them when they were able to see that they were, a, that, that, that Moshe was able to kind of manipulate the sunset. Okay, so now let's go back to the mission over here and we're discussing when are you Masrian, okay? So we said, Okay, so we said that city Fast does the whole full thing, like the seven, seven fast, goes full blown. The neighboring cities, Miss Anna, Masrias, that's the Tanakama holds, they only fast, they don't, 
they aren't Masriya, which either means call out Anenu uh, and or Shoifer, and right below, both Shoifer or and call out Anenu. Again, we've discussed all these things before. Um, and Rabbi Akiva says that, so, but, so the Tanakhama says they only are Misana, only fast. Rabbi Akiva says they only are Masriya. Okay? They are not Misana. So now, that's again, for one city rain comes, and one city it doesn't. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rabbi, Shteim They're both Lekala like we've had before. Okay, they're both Lekala, meaning the city that got rain, because if, if one city got a good amount of rain and one city didn't, then they could be okay. They could actually both be okay. Right, if one got all, only what it needed, right, and then the other city got, got nothing, so then only city got nothing, that would be a problem. If one city got a little bit extra rain and one city didn't get enough, so then they can, you know, they'll bring the crops there, they'll share. Not a problem, okay? But it, here we're talking about Shteyam Lekala, which means the one city that got rain got rain in an Eifen Klala, got bad rain, and the one city didn't get, okay. Now, we're going to contrast this with other Klalois that weren't really close. Rob said, those are Shteyam Lekala, but Hosei Yushalayim Lenida Beinem, Yushalayim, was right, laid to waste like a nida, right? That's what we're saying. There's a silver lining. It's not pure klawa. There's a silver lining. Okay, just like a nida, it's temporary. Okay, eventually she'll stop bleeding and she'll go back. She'll be able to go back to her husband. So too, Yushalayim, there's a takana. That we say Yushalayim is like an almana. When we say almana, we're not talking about the permanent almana. Husband died. Again, it's the same concept saying that even though we said in Eicha that Yushalayim is, right, is doomed, it's not forever. Okay, it's going to come back. Okay, I, um, you were scorned and low. Right, so even though we made you that's also a bracha. They were, the, the Kali souls reduced to being low class. It's also a bracha. Okay, that, that we're not going to make from them because Kali souls are low class. They're not going to have to be forced to be customs officers or policemen. Okay, these were a very, very hated position in those days. But you have to at least be on a certain level, a professional level, to be able to become, you know, one of those. And we were low, we weren't able to. So again, it was a, there was a silver lining to the klala that occurred to Klai Yisrael. Behiko Hashem Yisrael, Hashem smote Klai Yisrael, ka'asher yonud ha'kanah b'mayim. When a Kanesh Baruch Hu hits Klai Yisrael, it's like a reed in the water. Again, that's a bracha. What does the pasuk say? says that the blows, right? Punch in the face. The blows are pizza. They're of. So I'd rather have the blows of somebody who who is a in in, in uh, who's nemanim. Well, nemanim. They're true pizza. The blows from somebody who is a loved one. I'd rather have punch in the face. From a loved one, rather than deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. So I'll rather have the punches of a loved person than the kisses of an enemy. What does this mean? The klala that Hashiloni gave to better than the bracha of Bilam. What does this mean? He cursed them with a reed. What did he say? Okay, that was the curse that Hashiloni gave. So again, Hashem should hit, right? It should, should beat Yisrael like a reed. 
So it's got three benefits. It's, it sits in the place, it's, it sits on water. Okay, and, and its um, stalk regenerates, it grows back. If you cut off part, it'll grow back. Okay, it's well-rooted. Because of those three properties, it can, it can endure, or as Kachman of Eichenstein, we say, with door, okay, okay, it can, it can endure all of the winds, okay, it's able to, to be there, right, it'll blow in the wind, it won't, it won't uproot the, the kana, okay, it'll go with the wind, okay, once the wind subside, right, so yes, it'll, 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 it's pliable, it'll, What's it called in the wind? It'll move with the wind, but as soon as the wind stops, it'll, it'll be right there standing. Avobilma Rasha. So those, there are the three properties that contribute to this fact of a kana. Avobilma Rasha, Birchan Be'eres. He gave them a bracha with an eres. Shanemar, as the Pasuk says, Ka'arozim. Okay, like cedar trees. Now, Bilam, the way Rashi explains, there's actually a machlekis in the Gemara later, but, uh, later, later, but um, there's two ways of understanding what, what was the Bilam. Right, so we know one of them is how did the Malach manipulate what Bilam said? Either the one is that we have like Rashi brings in Chumash, right, with a uh, with a like a fish hook, and he, he grabbed him there. Okay, caused Bilam to say, caused Bilam to say the bracha. The, the Rashi brings here that it was actually a little bit different. That, and I think this is Machlekes Tanaim um, that Bilam himself said Ka'arazim, like cedar trees, meant it as a club. Okay, and then what did the Malach? The Malach was there. Put in like extra words. Alimayim, made into a bracha. Okay, kinechalim, nitoyu. Bilam said kinechalim, meant it leklala, and the malach said nitoyu, which turned it into a bracha. And that's the way the malach manipulated what Bilam was saying. He kind of filled in spaces. Karazim, okay, but anyways, Bilam was saying karazim, ma erez zeh. Right, now this ended up, Bilam ended up being a bracha, right? Aide the malach, karazim alimayim. So Bilam was a hated person, and even though it ended up being a bracha, still it's worse than the curse that we got from Achia, which was a kana, because like we saw, a kana moves. But what happens to an arazim? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't live in the water. It doesn't regenerate. It doesn't. It doesn't have a lot of roots. You're right that it can withstand wind. Okay. However, what happens? When you get a really bad wind, the southern wind, then it snaps it. It'll snap the tree or completely uproot it. Okay, it's not pliable. Another advantage that um, that a, 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 a kolmus has is that it was it has this chus litali menu kolmus lichtayv by sefer torah neviim uksuvim to write sefer torah neviim uksuvim. I saw brought down that the reason we say all three sefer torah neviim uksuvim is connected to three properties that it kind of has. Which is it's Galal Ramayim, Gizay Machlef, and um, Shurash Merubin. Okay, Tanarabanon, what do we see? Again, so we're saying that the Bracha, we said that the Bracha of, the bracha of Bilam was not as good because it was an Erish tree as the curse of Achia, okay, Hashi Loini. Okay, that was an, a Namanim. He was somebody who was a Naman, but it was a curse as opposed to Bilam. Who was a Russia, and it was, it was a Bracha, Ayyadeh the Malach. Tanarabanon, Lo'elam, Ye Adam, Rach, Kana. Person should be. Uh, pliable, like a reed. Don't be strong like an So 
came from Beis Rabbah, he was riding on a chamar, and he, so he's coming from his rabbi's house, just learned a whole bunch of Torah, okay, he was on the riverbank, he was very happy, he was feeling good about himself, he learned a lot of Torah, so he ran into a guy who was ugly, Rashi says, okay, but this guy was very mechur, very ugly, so this ugly person said, He didn't acknowledge the greeting. And what did he respond with instead? He said, Reka, the empty person. How ugly are you? Okay. Maybe everybody, maybe everybody in your city is as ugly as you. So Amr Loi, any idea. He says, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, Go, Go, go complain to my maker. Go to, the, go to the person who made me, the craftsman who made me. Come and go tell him. Come realized immediately that he, that he, that he made a mistake. He got down from the chamar and he bent in front of him. He said to him, Please, I beg you, be me on what I just said. He says, No, sorry. You have a valid complaint. I am. Right? I am ugly. Go to the woman who made me. Okay, go figure it out. But Amr like Kama Machur Klizesh El Sisa Hayimatay Alachar Rav Rav Shimon went after this guy. Okay, the guy was going home. No, turned his back. Rav Rav Shimon followed him home. Alachar Rav Achegiel the Ira he went to a city Yatsu Bnei Ira. Now the people of this ugly ugly man city went out. The Kroisoy to greet um, went out to greet him to greet Rav Lazar Rav Shimon. They heard Rav Lazar Rav Shimon is coming. Vahyu Oimim Loishalom Alachar Rabbi Rabbi Mayri Mayri. Amr Lahem says, ugly person said to them, one second, townspeople. The guy who's following you. So Amr Lahem, if this guy's a Rebbe, there shouldn't be many like him. What happened? What's going on? So Amr Lahem, he did the following thing. Oh my gosh. Amru, they said, Amr Lahem, they said, okay, you're right. What he did to you might have been terrible. Okay, be Michael him. He's an other gun of the Torah. Those are Rabbi Shimon. He's the son of Rabbi Shimon by Yechai. Amalehem Bishvilchem. So he said, fine. The ugly guy said, Bishvilchem, for all of you people of my city, Hireni Meichel, Abi Meichel, eventually, yeah, Ragalasas came. Don't do this often. Okay? <laughs> he shouldn't do this often. As long as he doesn't do this too often, I will. Uh, I will be Meichelim. And he said, good, a person should be pliable like a kana. Okay? Soft and not and not uh, not in, he should be flexible like a kana and not inflexible keres like a cedar cedar wood or cedar tree and that's why that's why the kana was because what we're trying to show is that the way right the way a person should be manig himself is he should be uh, flexible and not inflexible so how do we understand this story sounds good on the surface right doesn't make any sense right. Well, make any sense um, for a couple of reasons. First of all, let's just highlight two things. Rabbi um, Shimon, okay, not Atana, not just Atana. That if you remember, we, we the Gemara discussed this in Sukkah. We said Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said, Rabbi Shimon Yechai said that Raisi um, Bnei Aliyah, right? And he said Im Shnayim Heim Ani Ubanai. Because if there's two people who ha- who, who made it, who Bnei Aliyah. Right? They're going to El Mahaba, they, they got it. They're cruising through. It's me and my son. If there's only two people in the world, it's, it's us two. 
and he goes ahead and calls the guy ugly. And then what does the guy respond? Fine, I'll be moichel you, as long as you don't do this too often. Those are just two of the questions here. So I saw a very nice shot. You have to work it in. It's a little, it's, it's a little far out, but it answers the questions and makes the story a little bit more uh, palatable for our feeble minds. Um, that Rebbe Shimon was not referring to his goof as being ugly. It was his nefesh being ugly. That he saw that the guy was a baladeir. He was able to see, right? We saw he came from Shimon, Shimon, right? Shimon came out kind of the cave. He shot fire, right? I mean, so these were people that lived on a much, much higher a spiritual plane. They were able to look at a person and see the person was baladeir. And in Machur, you're ugly. Your nefesh is ugly. You've destroyed yourself because of all the averus that you've done. What did the guy respond? God put the eight Sahara in me. You got to speak to him. Okay, he created this concept of a Yitzhahara. And, um, and so what was the chet that Rabbi Lazar Shimon realized? He realized that there's a certain way to give musr. You don't go call a guy and say, like, you don't call a guy out like that, right? There's a certain way to go about giving musr. So anyways, and he said, that's what he said, I want to see if like maybe the reason why, right? So he said, but what did he say to him? Yes, sir. Uh, what did he say? He said, Shema, where is it? Uh, maybe, that's a, maybe that's a reason why. Why? Maybe you live in a place where everybody's doing it. Maybe everybody is. And maybe you're just living in a terrible place. Anyway, and then what was his response? So they went through the response. What was the response? That because sometimes this is the proper way to give musr. Sometimes you got to hit the guy on the head. You're not necessarily, you're not, you're not supposed to, you can't always. So, Altia Rabba Bakach, okay, so he, 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 Rabbi Shimon realized it was a better way to approach this, and what did the guy respond? I'll be Michael you, because you didn't give me Musa in the right way. Not that Rabbi Shimon was wrong in what he said, there's just a way to go about doing it. And, uh, and therefore, he said, Altia Rabba Bakach, okay, look, I understand, and the, even the guy was saying, look, I understand there's a time to give Musa this way, but uh, you can't always give, give Musa this way. And, that, and that's how um, I heard the exchange um, over here that, that, that appears to the story. So, okay. <laughs> right, you're saying if it was Eliyahu, according to Ra, I don't know, yeah. So, again, I said it's a, far, a little bit of a far out shot, um, but it does answer the questions and makes the story, because otherwise, I mean, if you have a better explanation for the story, I'm all ears. But there is another explanation um, that I've heard. It had to do with but assuming that the guy was physically ugly, it had to do with, the, he wanted to know which bracha to make, a mashana habriyas, or, or something like that. So there's another, um, that wasn't following it. But there, there, are, there are some other explanations, but I like this one. So, v'chein ir, sheyesh badever mapolis. Okay, so again, a city that had a dever, so a plague, or mapolis, that it had a collapse. Okay, serve side. Um, so, oisa ir, we say, oisa ir misana umisras, that city does again both. And then what about the surrounding cities? Again, specifically to the plague, we see, or it's an abnormal collapse, something's occurring in the ge- you know, ge- geology, okay, something or something's occurring. And so the surrounding cities, they should um, do one, one, right? Either, again, that's Machlikas, Tanakama says Masrois, and Rabbi Kiva says, uh, um, I'm sorry, Tanakama says they fast, and Rabbi Kiva says that they Masrian. Now, th- in regards to Falling structures, right? Collapsing buildings. Those are strong. We're talking about strong. Not if it's a shanty town, okay? Or flimsy construction, shoddy construction, and it falls. That's not 
considered. I mean, that's, that's just a practical inevitability. Okay, that's not something, a supernatural event occurring. Things that aren't normal, normal to fall and not ones that are. Now the Gemara says, why do I need the second Lashen? Strong and not weak, that don't usually fall versus ones that would. So it's the same thing. Strong buildings, good construction, doesn't normally collapse. Weak ones, right? Flimsy construction. Those would fall down. So why do I need two examples of this? The Mars is like, then no, let's say you had good construction, but they built it too tall. Like now they're building these super skyscrapers that are really, really thin. Uh, if you see, they're all, they, they move in the wind because there's more flexible concrete. I have this in New York now, right? They're going, they're building, walk by these things. They're like, this, they're, they're not even, they're like as wide as my house. But they're going up 80, 80, 80 stories. So that's this, again. So it's, it's built construction, but it's too tall. It's too tall. And if it falls down, so then I understand the construction was good, but you built it too tall. Right? Or you built it on marshy, swampland. Like you had a weak wall. That was in our It was a weak wall that, that, that Rav and Shmuel didn't want to pass under it. They were afraid it might collapse. Even though it stayed there for 13 years, still, right, it always looked suspect. So Rav Adabar Abba went under that wall. Amrlay, or he went into the building where you had that, where you had these uh, flimsy walls. Amrlay Shmuel le Rav. So Shmuel said to Rav, they were walking with Ravada. Okay, so the, the three of them were going together. They were passing through this. Rav and Shmuel would always take walk around. They didn't want to take a chance of it collapsing. So Amrlay Shmuel le Rav. Shmuel said to Rav, Nesi mar Okay, good. Let's like we usually do. Let's walk around. Let's not go through this building. Okay, it's going to collapse at any moment. Amrlay le Tzrichina ha'ena. You don't need to this time. Rabada's with us. He has a lot of schusim, and he'll, he'll, it won't fall on him. So you can just, we can just walk right through. Rav Huna. According to this, when, when do you fast? Which means anytime if uh, a structure falls, you have to fast? If it's, if it's, again, if it's a good design structure that wasn't built too high, that there's no reason to think that it should have collapsed, and then all of a sudden there was a collapse of something, and we can't, we can't explain why, Right, or was it built on marshy land? The whole city then has to then the whole city and the surrounding cities, either the Smachlikis, whether they have to either fast or Masrin, they have to do one of the two. Okay, so now, um, so anyways, he says, Ravada Ba'ava is here. So we can walk right through. We don't have to be worried. Ravuna Havale, okay, so that's story number one. Another story with Ravada, Ravuna Havale Ahu Chamra. He had barrels of wine, Bahu Besan Re'iya, in a weak house. Okay, Uvay Lifenuye, he wanted to get the wine out, save the wine. So what did he do? He invited the Rav Adabar Abba Lahasam. He invited Rav Adabar Abba to come. Mashche Vishmaitza. Okay, and he's, hey, let's discuss the sugya. Well, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move some barrels out while we're discussing the sugya. So Mashche Vishmaitza Adafanye until he cleared away the barrels. Busted Nafik. And as soon as Ravada went out, so then Nafal Basa, the house fell. Irgish Rav Adabar Abba. Wait a second. He knew what was going on. Hey, whoa, one second. You used me. Ikbedi got angry. Person, even though he has the power, should not stand in a makam sakana and say a nace will happen. Maybe a nace won't occur. And even if the nace does occur, he uses up his zuchuyas. 
Where do we see this? Right? Yaakov said, that I have become little, little because all, I've, all the nisim that have happened to me, okay, um, have been menachem and schos. That was Yaakov's fear. Now, what was the maizim time of Rav Adar Bar-Ava? Ki hode itmar, shalu talmidav l'Rav Adar Bar-Ava b'meharachta yamin. So you want to know the same reason, the reason why he was able to keep walls up is the same reason why he lived a long life. Amar lahem, he said, why me yamai loy hikpaditi b'seich pesi v'loy tzada so no, I never got angry in my house v'loy tzadati b'fnei mishagadu I never walked in front of somebody who was I always acceded the way. So I never walked in front of somebody who was greater than me. And I never thought about Torah in dirty alleyways. Okay? Which is a question because this is a halacha, right? This is a halacha. You're not allowed to. So, what, what, so therefore, if you keep the halacha, no, you have to keep the halacha. It's not optional. That's not a great thing. So the answer that he holds like Rav Yechon, if you remember, Rav Yechon holds that you're allowed to. You're allowed to be mahalik. You're not allowed to stand. But if you're walking through... Rav Yechanan holds you're allowed to. It's machlekes and brachas. Okay? So he holds like Rav Yechanan that really you're allowed to. And therefore, it was a special thing that he didn't even though he wasn't allowed to. Okay? So we're allowed to be mavis tefillin. Okay? And I never went dalad amas without Torah or tefillin. That was another mile. Now, these two things on the surface, they're slice to each other, right? Because if he wasn't hired to be mavis so he couldn't have been, so how could it be, how could it be v'lehi Torah v'lehi tefillin? Right, if he if he never if he never thought about Torah while he was there, so he, 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 it sounds like he must have been going through a dirty alleyway. Didn't think about Torah, but yet he just said he didn't go to Dalman Amos without Torah. So so I saw brought down that it, like this that Rabban Bar Abba the advantage here was he was saying that one was talking about at night and also one was talking about at night and he didn't say v'loy hanachti tefillin v'loyes mitunafos. So that the the second part of this v'lachti Dalman Amos v'loy Torah v'loy tefillin is that he went, when he went to the base madrash early in the morning, so it was the morning time, it was light, he wouldn't walk through the city. That's where the Mavayas Metunafas were. He would, go out through the, he would go out through the desert, through the, right? he'd go through the forest to go walk. He'd take the circuitous route. He'd walk outside the city gates, okay, walk in the forest to get and then back in to get to the base madrash, okay? He walked out. didn't walk through the city because he could walk through the forest during the day, okay? And there he was able to wear his tefillin and learn Torah, the entire time while he was walking. On his return trip, when it was already nighttime coming back from Shul, so he didn't have tefillin, that's why it's only really here, he didn't have his tefillin, took his tefillin off at night, okay? And, there, and at that point, he didn't, that's talking about it when he returned from the base madrash, he had to walk through the city because it was too dangerous to walk through the forest, and there is where he would go, so when he said specifically, that was talking about in the morning on the way to Shul, on the way to, uh, way to Yeshiva, way to the base madrash, and the hierarchy of Tanafas was on his return trip back through the city. He had to go through dirty alleyways. I didn't sleep in the base medrash. I never celebrated when my friend uh, had a downfall. I never called a friend with his nickname, with his surname. I didn't call him, you know, a, a Charnowitz. You know, like, or I didn't call him any other nickname. Amarle. Rav al Rafa Bar Papa Lemel Amar. So Rav said to Rav Bar Papa Lemel Amar, Mehani Mili Ma'al Yisad Dehava Avad Rav Huna. Tell me some good stories from Rav Huna. 
So Amar Bini Kusa, so you want to know that Ravuna was great, and he was, he was so Rava was asking Ravram, Ravram knew the stories of Ravuna, so Rava was asking, tell me over some of, tell me some of Ravuna's stories, please. Amar Lei Binukte Loi Okay, when Ravuna was young, I don't necessarily remember the stories that he did, but say I remember some stories when Ravuna was old. Dachrina, I remember the Choyama de Eba, any day that it was cloudy, meaning the wind was blowing, okay, and therefore the structures in the city were suspect. That's when we would have collapses. Habu Begurharka to the Hava. He would go out in a chariot or a chair that was of gold. He would inspect the city. And any wall that was weak, he would, he would, uh, he would take it down, right? He would, he would do construction projects to infrastructure projects. Okay, so if the guy had the notes, but he would go inspect it and say, ah, okay, this wall's about to fall. You better go fix it. If the guy had money, so the guy would fix it. Now, so he would actually pay, he would do the construction from his own money. This is one of the ways that Ravuna was great. Every Friday afternoon, another great thing that Ravuna did was he would send a shliach uh, to the marketplace. Any vegetables that were leftovers by the farmers, right? The farmers would bring their stuff to the market to sell. Anything left over on Friday afternoon, he would eat it. He would throw it in the river. And Rashi says that it would go down river and somebody down river would, would collect it or whatever. It wasn't, he wasn't throwing it in the garbage, garbage, but he would send it away. We'll see why in a second. But Leisvilaniyam, so the Gemara says, I, why do you have to send it away down, why do you have to send it down the river? But Leisvilaniyam, let me give it to Aniyam. So the Gemara says, Okay, it could be because what are they even going to do? They're going to go ahead and say, you know what, I don't need to buy because Ravuna is going to buy whatever's left over and he'll give it to us. Now, the problem is, so they're not going to buy food for Shabbos, and they'll wait, they'll wait for the, for the package to come from Rav, Ravuna. The problem is, what, Ravuna will only buy the excess. What happens if it was a busy market day and there was nothing left over? Now, the Nehemiah aren't going to have what to eat for Shabbos. So he didn't want to get them used to getting it, because uh, one time they might not have, and then they won't have anything to eat for Shabbos. Okay, why don't you throw it to the animals? Okay, he held that, that, it's a bizillion to give, Food fit for human consumption to animals. But they live in a klal, so why did he even buy it at all? What was the purpose? So the Gemara says, Okay, he did it because if the farmers don't sell out their stuff, they're not going to come to the market. So we want the farmers to walk away feeling they have no inventory left. They were able to sell everything, and therefore to make sure that, they'll be, that, that people will bring in, there'll be continuous uh, food supplies. This was another thing where Puna did that was great. So like I said, Rashi says, Guess not, because they would eat it. That's what we're saying. And I think that's what Rashi is coming to address. When he had a certain uh, potion or medicine, he'd fill up a, a jug of water, and he'd hang it on the frame of the house, and he would say, anybody that wants should come and take from this medicine. Okay, milsa the shivta hava that this wasn't in regards to medicine, but rather it was for the shade. The shade shifta would come when people didn't wash their hands before eating. So he would hang uh, gamer uh, milsa the shivta hava gamer. So he learned how to beat the shade shifta. Okay, and what he'd do is, he, if I wash my hands before I eat, then I know that I won't get hurt. So what he hung he hung a. A pitcher of water, anybody that needs to wash their hands, you can make water available for everybody, okay, to wash their hands before they eat. 
so that they wouldn't get hurt by the shade. That was another great thing that he did. Uh, okay, when he... Uh, that's Velezo Deloyal Staki. Now, Kiava Karak Rifta, when he actually came time for him to eat, mealtime, have a Pasach Lebave, he'd open up his door, Amr called Mount Tsarech. Anybody that needs, Lacey Velecho can come in and eat. Amr Rabba Kula Matsina Makaima. I can keep, I keep all of these things that Ravuna did. I do all these great things except Lebar Meha, this last one, Dele Matsina Lamevad. I'm unable to do it, Mishim Delefishi Bene Chela. Because there are too many Rashi says, Bene Chela de Mechuza. Ravala de Mechuza, and he said there are too many Aniyim. Okay, and they're going to eat. There's some Mepharshim that ask on this. I don't understand. Mechuzah was a bunch of spoiled. We see this. A bunch of spoiled, rich, bad people. Okay. Uh, Rabba was in Rabba Mechuzah. So were the Aniyim. They have to answer that there were still some Aniyim. Okay, I have to answer that. But either way. Um, okay, I'm not going to do a review today. But I will send it out. 